on another episode of the Soothing Semantics Podcast. I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. And today on the show, well, real quick, make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Leave your comments, good or bad. I don't care if you hate me. I'd like it if you liked me, but it doesn't really make a difference. If you're looking for any real estate needs whatsoever, rent, investing, selling, buying, whatever you are looking to accomplish, I am happy to help you in the greater Miami area, Broward County, Palm Beach as well. My Instagram is Rafi the Realtor. You can reach out to me via cell as well and email. Everything will be in the description. I look forward to assisting you. And today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, drum roll, please. We have the fresh and fit queen herself, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. I, how are you? How's it going, Pimp Daddy? <laughs> you and this name. Hi, everybody. I'm She's So Icy. Y'all could go ahead and uh, follow my Instagram, YouTube. All my links are in my bio. And y'all could go ahead and have fun with that. Sounds good. Yeah. So to give you a little introduction, a little introduction, Icy, or, or you, do you go by Icy, Ice, She's So Icy? What do people call you? Like your friends? Icy. Girl. Like... Okay. Everybody normally calls me Icy. My mm. username is just She's So Icy. It's just, right, on Instagram, know. yeah. She's So Icy on Instagram, all right? Um, and she actually, this is actually her name. Her parents gave her this name. She's in the gym. Yeah. We, <laughs> no. we, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know how they came to it, but it, this is her legal name. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how I met Icy was I was invited onto Donovan Sharp's podcast. So whoever doesn't know, Donovan Sharp is a very, very intense, interesting character. Shout out to Donovan. Really, shout out to you, Don. Really awesome dude. Uh, really got acquainted with him recently. Had him on my podcast. Really such a, a knowledgeable guy when it comes to dating. Controversial. Some may agree. Some may disagree. I happen to think he speaks a lot of facts. Um, and similar to Myron on Fresh and Fit, some of it's hard to accept. He says it in a very blunt and direct way. Mm. So... Icy was on the panel that we had, and if you haven't seen this panel and you'd like to see it, reach out to me, and I will gladly send you the link. So Icy works for Fresh and Fit. Yes. Okay, and you recruit a lot of lovely ladies. Well, some some aren't so lovely. <laughs> no, they're not. Right. <laughs> and and you are you play a very big role in, in putting these shows together. Yeah, I'm I'm like a little key component. Yeah, you could say that. Mm -hmm. Um. I bring on the girls. I make sure the girls are straight. Um, I'm more or less like, I guess, director as well in the studio. So more or less helping everybody out, do the thumbnail, do the stories that we need to get done and just get the content out there. That's really, I, I enjoy my job. It's pretty fun. I like it. Well, how'd you get into it? So let's backtrack a little bit. Right. We don't have to go back to your crazy childhood. <laughs> People probably want to hear about it. That's a story for another day. I'm going to ask you some, some tough questions, though. Okay. I hope you're ready for it. Not necessarily tough, but some, we're going to get into it, get to know you a little. So prior to Fresh and Fit, say the last year or two, mm -hmm. okay, what were you up to? Because I know, I know you, you did dancing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you comfortable if we get into that? Get yeah. Into that, get into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I was a dancer in Miami for six years, mm -hmm. um, but... I was, well, seven years, but like two of the years I was pregnant. So like a year and a half I was off. Um, I was back to dancing after I had my child. Uh, bad situations happened. Um, I had to get myself out of a tough spot. And then I just randomly got DM'd one day to come onto a podcast. 
And like I was watching like Dominican podcasts, you know, like they're they're pretty funny. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty entertaining hearing them talk and you know the interactions. But I've never really been on like, well, I've never been on any podcast. So I was just like, okay, fuck it. If it's like that, I'll get on. I flaked the first two times. I was like, I don't know about going. I don't know if I should really go. You didn't know if you wanted to put yourself out there like that, you mean? It wasn't even, I didn't even, I didn't look up nothing of Fresh and Fit. Like, I didn't know what I was walking into. I just, I was going off of my actual feelings. Like, should I go? It's not worth me going. So the third time I went, uh, producer Aaron shout out to Aaron he told me if I flake he's not gonna invite me anymore and I'm like I promise I'll come I'll come I went um I met Rolo Tomasi and Sterling my first day which was pretty interesting and uh sharing viewpoints with them in conversation was like uh the first turning point into like huh what is this what am I getting myself into like Ariel but (laughs) it was just it was a lot of curiosity and now I'm here. <laughs> that's okay. So, so that's a, yeah, that's a lot. So th- this is a complete, it was a mind fuck for you. I imagine right? yeah. you probably had a certain way of thinking, a certain way of approaching things. And now you're on this show. So when you were on, you were on the first show, you were on a panel with a bunch of other girls. Like they usually do it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What were some things that you heard, say, from Myron that shocked you? Or maybe that you said, well, this guy's an asshole. And then maybe you eventually came around to like, What were some con- specific things that he... It was more or less the, the, the cheating thing. Like, getting to accept the fact with reality that men do do these things. Whether they're in love with you. Whether they're... Like, you know, it was just... I was really trying to figure out, like... Which cheating is the actual healthy cheating? Like, which one does not make me feel like the side <laughs> bitch? Like, you know, it was so many in questions that it's like, it's just so much of how a man will treat you that you could notice what part of the relationship you're in, you know? So through time, learning these things, I kind of got to, like, build up game into knowing into which category zone I'm in with any any guy that I choose to involve myself with, you know? Mm. So it's kind of like, at first I was hard to catch on. I used to be all about spiritual energy and all this other stuff. And it's kind of like, I calmed all my entitlements down and living in like my world. And I kind of tapped into reality. And so more now I'm just, I accept everything he says. Everything he says is not so much like a culture shock. It's more or less like, like how you were saying earlier in the car that it's just like, you know, you 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 listen to them and it's like, a you know these things, but it's a reassuring type of thing. Like, okay, no, I was living wrong. This is how I'm supposed to live type mm-hmm. of deal. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, in terms of touching up on the whole cheating thing, I mean, Myron always says, and this is a very accurate statement, the further up you go in the social ladder, if you're a woman, most women are going to be looking at ideally, idealistically, the top 10, top 5, top 1% of men. Right? right. And some women may choose a guy in the top 40%. They might say, you know, I don't want to deal with the infidelity. This may not be my ideal guy looks-wise. I probably would prefer a guy who's wealthier, but I know how things turn out. At the end of the day, everything has a risk. And the saddest thing, the saddest reality is so many guys that don't make much money, that aren't good-looking, that aren't the best potential partner, even a lot of them will cheat, which sucks. Yeah. So 
I think that there's watching a bunch of these episodes, you see, unfortunately, that there's a lot of a misunderstanding from the the female's perspective on like how these things turn out. Because we don't choose to understand men or get to understand our men. We we get with people and we allow we expect them to do of these things like you're supposed to take care of me you're supposed to make sure i'm good you're supposed to like even to the point buy me food and all all the extra perks that it's like did you deserve that though and it's like a lot of women don't deserve these things because they feel like it's just given to them naturally off of the rip right no because there are a lot of guys that do that and then that kind of ties into the whole like is the guy looking to date you or is he just looking for something right and that's a big component so okay so being on the show You've obviously learned some things. This is a big. This is a big one. What's it like? And I have a, I have a bunch of other like, I guess more personal questions. But what's it like experiencing the girls who get kicked off? Do you feel? Do you feel like they're, at some point, understanding? Or, or let me rephrase the question. Do you feel like the other women on the panel who stay on? Do they, agree with Myron's side of it? Do they are they neutral? Like, how do you feel about it? Because the, there's a lot. Majority of the times, it just is, depends on the topic. Um, a lot of the time, like girls get in their feelings when it comes down to topics over grape, and you know, like certain areas that it's just they just can't agree with. But how I personally deal with them, it's like no matter how the conversation went or how it goes, I'm not gonna match your energy. So, like, if you're, like, high-rising, like, raging, I'm going to, like, be calm. From the beginning, I already set, like, my tone. So, it's kind of, like, everybody respects me. So, it's, like, once I speak to them, hey, babe, look, here's your purse. Here's your phone. I'm sorry that happened to you. Look, come over here. Come get your shoes. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. It's, hey, it happens. All right. You're done putting on your shoes. All right. Let's go. Get out. It's not... (laughs) I don't try to sit up there and like, no, bitch, you're fucking wrong and starts arguing. Like, why do I need to argue with you? You already made yourself look stupid on camera. You gave Byron what he wanted. Right. <laughs> the content. You gave him the content. He so. says, that, yeah, that's what he says. He says, like, you're just doing me a favor. You're helping the algorithm. You know, so at the end of the day, it's like, thanks. Right. But it's, it's good that you handle it calmly. That's the best way to do it. Because if you started getting as angry as she was. I used to. You used to do that? But... It's not like they used to try. Like, thank God nobody has tried to try me back. But it's just, it's to a certain point that I don't always have to sit here and be rah rah with you. Like, mm. no, not that kiss. <laughs> you trying to be? You trying to be nicey icy? As they say. Right, Fair super enough. nice. I'm trying to be nice. Trying to be nice. That's good. <laughs> that is good. So you you were dancing. You switched to you switched to the fresh and fit game. Mm-hmm. Totally made a, a completely different switch. What was it like with your kind of with the people you were around? Because did the did the girls you were friends with in that circle did they understand what fresh and fit was? Like, did you lose a lot of friends merging into that? Um, my friends thought that they were very misogynistic with their tone and uh, the things that they do. Um, my friends don't agree with it, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, it's been working out for me. You know, my best friend, she tries to sit there and tell me, get a real job, get a real job. And I'm just like, I like my job though. Like I, I'm, I feel like it's not even, 
let me get my words together it's like i'm meant to play my role in this part like i randomly got here now i'm here and it's like it's been getting better ever since it's not like i genuinely feel the self-improvement you don't have to feel that you know what i'm saying i finally reached a point where i'm like stable with my life and i'm not all over the place so now that i'm not all over the place i guess it's not happy for others because misery likes company so at the end of the day it's kind of like i'm in my own world and i'm happy that it's everything's working accordingly how it's supposed to i just feel like i fit (laughs) right you feel like you're you're not trying to fit a a round peg into a square hole like it's things are making sense right you came into something randomly and now it's merging together and it makes sense right so so what are things that you agree with and i'm sure there's a million things but let's say let's say three things that you fundamentally agree with that maybe you didn't and then i'll ask you what you maybe don't agree with well i always agreed with um the guys the friend zone thing like how girls are always friend zoning guys mm. like um and the guys for sure they want to fuck but in a sense it's kind of like i don't believe in male friends due to that i i've kind of knew that since like i'll say sixth to seventh grade i kind of saw it on a face yeah i saw it on like a facebook post and then like somebody said if you asked your boy best friend if they was to fuck you and you're drunk right now what would they do in a hypothetical sense and you know i sent that message to one of my old best friends and i was like would you and he was like if i had the opportunity to yeah and it was like oh so you're not really my friend so that's yeah well i am but you know uh well no, you just want to fuck. <laughs> that's so. that's how it is, and a lot of people can't accept that reality. Like you accepted it from a young age. Yeah. That's, I think especially women have a hard time with that because there's this bliss about it where it's like, this guy doesn't want any of that. He just wants to be my friend. And it's like, do you really, do you really genuinely believe that? Like no, no man is not gonna be putting their time, effort, or resources into somebody that's not gonna reciprocate anything. It's to try to build rapport to receive something. Right. So, one hundred percent. It 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 takes a lot. I think it takes a lot of, a lot of accountability to be honest with yourself about that, though. A lot of people like living in delusion. That is true. That is true. So okay. So that's one thing. What are some other things? Mm, let's see. So you mentioned the cheating. You mentioned that. What about? Uh, what? If, oh, here's a good one. Here's a really good one. Since you're a single mom, mm-hmm. what do you feel about what Myron says about single moms and having a tougher time? I believe he's accurate because um, through my own personal, I kind of realized that the dating market's not really the same for me how it used to be. Like I used to have any option I wanted. Now it's more or less I have to work for the options that I have. So it's kind of like the ball's now on my court where if I put in the extra effort, I could have a future with somebody and be stable or I just be a boss babe. (laughs) It's whichever lane you want to pick. And it's a very lonely route at the boss babe end. So it's kind of like my main thing was always family. I want family. I want more kids. So it's like just because I fucked up my first round, I get it. You know, I'll take accountability for that. But I want to find somebody suitable so that way I could fit into their program. I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to make sure I'm needed, not wanted. 
Does that make right. sense? Totally. Absolutely. So being a single mother is like, now that I know all these things and I have my insight, I just have to pick accordingly the right way. It's very you know? accurate. Yeah. But that, that's one of the hardest things I find for the women on the panel to accept. The older ones, they're like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm even more attractive as I'm getting older. And they always talk about exceptions. Something that he always mentions, they're always talking about the what if factor. Like you have to base things off generalities. Right. You know, like, of course, exceptions exist. You shouldn't ignore them. It's not to say that an older woman or a divorced woman or a single mom doesn't deserve love. She doesn't deserve a happy family. It doesn't mean she's less than. It doesn't mean she's less of a person. It does mean that men will have their preferences. Of course, because at the end of the day, somebody as a man, you don't want to pick up somebody else's other, you know, slack like. You know, you was a dumb bitch. You forgot. You sat here. You did some stupid shit. Why do I have to come out of nowhere and clean your mess? So that's why I kind of like when I like presenting myself or if I'm like trying to be with somebody, I like to show them that like, hey, look, I fucked up, but I'm not there no more. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm a little bit stable now. I'm not incapable of doing things. So there's that. There's that. There's that. Okay. So. What, what's one more thing? I'm not going to keep you on this for Go too long. Ahead. It's fine. What's, what's one more thing, maybe, the takeaway? Take your time with it. No rush. I'm trying to think right now. Um, I There's just one thing that always gets to me is his candy store analogy. Uh, mm. You know, which is kind of like, Girls been in the candy store. We already been on the shelf. We know what it's like. Well, the guys wait till they hit their prime to actually be in there and enjoy the candy. That's why certain guys are just the way they are. Like some of them are just degenerates on how they try to get with women. So, you know, like it's pretty that analogy gets to me every time when he talks about it or the other one where it's like um, with the girl's body count, which is like. Do you want a used car or no, not the used car, like the personality. It's basically like, all right, you bought this purse for 5K, but then you heard your friend got it for like 3K or like 2K. And like, you know, you see that the same purse is getting cheaper and cheaper. It makes you not want it no more. So, you know, I kind of take that one. I take it to like heart. Because it's like you can't just keep giving your value to everybody and then expect to be treated the same or, you know, have high expectations to being in a wifey predicament. 100%. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I think it's a hard pill to swallow, you know, because if, if say, a guy has has his, has had his experiences and a woman had an equal level of experiences, like read between the lines and what that means. Right it's very easy for a woman to say, well, it should be the same, right? But if it's very anything, I mean, Myron says this, but I, I think it's a very basic principle. It doesn't necessarily make it a good thing for if a guy does it. But first, firstly, a lot of women find it attractive because it shows the guy is, has capability. It shows he has confidence, charisma, the ability to do what a lot of guys would want to do. Right. right. And a lot of women respect it as much as they might not say, they might say they don't, there's a certain part of them, I, and let me know if you agree, it's like, well, there, he must be doing something right, right? Yeah, he must have some level of competence. Whereas a lot of guys, again, I'm just like reiterating, a lot of guys would love to do that, and they'll say, oh, no, I'm just not that, that kind of person. Sometimes, sometimes I'd believe it, most of the time not. You okay? 
No, I just sparkling wow. Bubbling back up. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, that's a very good point. Now, what are some things that you disagree with? Some things that you're like, no, Myron, not, I don't, I don't buy it. I'm not into it. It's pretty hard because naturally I, I used to disagree with him so much. I've been on the panel like 28 times. So wow. yeah, well, I, you have the number down. That's because the fans keep track of it. So I, I'm kind of like, the I'm fans used keep to track of how many times you've been on. I've been on certain girls that are like repetitives, you know, they're, they're just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, how can I say this? I already disagreed to the point that now I, I, I believe his points. <laughs> There's nothing to really disagree That's with. It's wild, though, that you started out disagreeing so heavily and now you flipped completely. Yeah, because it makes. <clears throat> I'll tell you what made me do the flip. It was sitting behind scenes behind the scenes and just looking at every girl and the response they gave it was nearly the same and i started noticing that our women are hardwired the same even though he says this but it's it's from me like experience it it's like whoa and they're from all walks of life because everyone says oh but they're they're ratchet or they're not educated and there are plenty of them that are even when we have the educated ones and we have the nice ones or the ones that we would, you know, it's it's the Chris, the shit that they say is like ludicrous. Like, bro, what the fuck? Wow. You think like that. Right. And, and it's, it's like an ugly mindset that they have now. It's it's more or less of a turnoff for me. And like how also like how Myron says that it's like now I know what it's like to feel to being a guy when a girl flakes on me, when a girl doesn't show up to be on the show or when she shows up and, you know, she shows gratitude and everything. Like, it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest position, but I understand it now. Like, I understand it from a guy's perspective to a certain extent. Guys are even simpler. So that's the funny thing is, like, most women on a base level have similar, a similar way of looking at things. When you get deeper, when you, when you kind of peel the layers back, of course, women have massive differences in their personalities and how they think. Yeah. But on the foundational level, we men have a certain way they're wired, women have a certain way they're wired. And I have a close friend that I, a guy actually, and we have these this disagreement about this. And he always goes onto the exception side, like, oh, but the women I look for are have a completely different mindset. And it's like, I just don't think you understand the reality of it. You know what I mean? And and me understanding this on a deeper level as I'm getting older, it makes me appreciate women more because if I can understand what they're trying to relate to me, I don't get upset about it. Right. Because it's complicated. But like, for instance, with guys, we're very simple creatures. Women have this these intricacies, these complexities to them that make us better. So women will nitpick at little things, right? Pick up the laundry. Your shoes are dirty. All these little things into us. And even it even still gets on my nerves sometimes. But what I understand from a, from a on a deeper level, they're trying to make you better, right? Right. I'm like, not everything matters. Some things can be swept under the rug. Okay, the, my sock is on the floor. Does it really matter? No, not really. But she's ultimately trying to get you to be a cleaner person. So try to see a little bit deeper than just, oh, why does she always have to bitch put the sock on the floor? It's not about the sock. You know what I mean? Right. It's a deeper thing. And then there are a lot of things like that. So the balance or that yin and the yang is so important. And I think now that we're trying to push this culture of where we're all the same. It, it takes right. away from the beauty of the fact that we're different. 
we should be different. We should embrace that we're different. And that's the best part about it is like the guy should be the stoic person that can kind of ground the woman, right? And of course, sometimes there are, when I say that, it's, it's deeper than that because there are times where the woman grounds the guy. If you're like a really wild, crazy party guy and you have like a calmer, very organized girl, she's grounding him. Right. But I mean, in terms of women te- typically being more nervous and more anxious and a guy, at least who has his head straight, is usually more calm, he can bring that calmness to the relationship and she can bring more of the emotion and the the depth or emotion to it. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. Makes a lot of sense. I like that. What are some other plans that you have? So now that you've done the fresh and the fresh and fit thing, it seems like you're getting more into the space now. So now you're doing Access Vegas with Rolo Tomasi. So now you've you've really gone I haven't done it yet. I've been on a table with men and I was the only girl. So it wasn't an Access Vegas thing. It was more or less just talks. <laughs> but in this but on this topic. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of shit from people? Like are are a lot of women reaching out to you, calling you a pick me or I used to get a lot of shit before when I first started Fresh and Fit and I was just open with my opinions and wild. But now it's I mean, I get this question a lot. No, a lot of people don't call me pick me's, but guys ask me, do people call me pick me? And it's, I don't see it so much of a pick me. I see it. I choose to understand I men. I don't see it that way. I just want to be clear. <laughs> I don't see it that way at all. You know? I'm just I, curious. I always hear this question. It's like, I just choose to understand. I just think, you think you're thinking logically. Right. I'm just wondering what other women tell you because maybe they don't like that you're they feel like you're, you're i feel like to i'm too side. much of an intimidating person for a woman to try to come and try to correct <laughs> me i'm just gonna keep it honest i'm very intimidating in real life on the internet i don't know through videos through how i talk it's just i don't think a woman is gonna come out of nowhere out of her mouth and correct me for me choosing to do with what i want with my life right because you might find out where she lives in Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, yeah. yeah no, In GTA. You, <laughs> <laughs> you've done it before. No, I don't care. I, I really have, um, how can I say this? I could care less for another human being if they're not really like putting effort or contributing into what I'm trying to do. So if you're not a part of my little circle, I could give two fucks. Mm-hmm. Like how they say it's just internet keyboards. What you say don't matter. What you say is not going to hurt me. Now, can I change my actions from what I used to be? Yes, I can. Can I move forward? Yes, I can. I'm not going to sit here and allow somebody to shit talk to me. Like like you said earlier, Pim Daddy. Like, so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't. Saying. A hoe could never she'll piss come, me she'll, off. She'll come down to your house. She's saying she won't do it on camera because she doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> but, I, but, but we, we know better right in gta <laughs> in gta yeah. no i'll just hire you as like like a little hitman <laughs> those, those days those days are over for me so if, if i need anybody <laughs> hit woman it would work it would work tall tattoos put you in a movie i think so would you i see myself in a movie right right but i would say to answer your other question of my plans of what I want to do, mm-hmm. I want to push content. I want to be able to help 
uh, I wouldn't say necessarily men because, you know, if it helps, it helps. If it don't, it don't. But I want to push towards, like, women, helping women um, adapt to a healthier mindset. Have you, do you, real quick, do you do a lot of women reach out to you and tell you, hey, uh, you've really, you've really inspired me or you've helped me change my perspective? I wouldn't say inspired because I haven't really get down, I haven't put out much of my content, but the girls that I've invited onto the show, more or less, I keep up with a couple and like, you know, there's a couple of girls that their life has changed because of the show and like, you know, how they act towards the men that they want and they'll update me on their lives mainly sex workers but that's interesting have any of them gotten out of the industry since you since they not haven't gotten out the industry but they're like closing in their way out everything takes time so you know you see a couple stories here and there and it's like okay this is this is working you know and the message gets out if it gets out it's to whoever it's for you know that's valid what do you what do you think yeah i mean it's hard. It's hard to, to live your, your life a whole way and then completely change it. It's not easy to do. I mean, in, in my viewpoint, like, I don't know. I was doing something. I felt like I was insane for seven years of my life doing the same thing over and over again, relying on just going back to the club. I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll make it. But I was living mm-hmm. off a of survival. I wasn't living off a of long term. And it's like, all right, long term mindset, you know, literally have to be like slow pace play your role until you know things pop up in order how it's supposed to be and that's how it worked for me so i'm not trying to be extra or put myself somewhere i'm not needed i'm put out no not wanted i want to be somewhere where i'm needed for me yeah yeah for sure absolutely yeah, no, we, I think we, we covered a lot of ground. That's good. I'm just trying to, there's definitely a couple of more questions we can come up with. And in terms of what do you think, and this is also another deep one, what do you think you could have maybe changed? And I don't think you regret anything. The way your life has gone, I'm sure you, you're, you're all appreciative and you wouldn't change a thing. What do you think maybe you would have done differently say, I don't know, even in the past two years. You don't have to go all the way back to, to your, when you're five. But. <coughs> <coughs> and we could go back three years. I love my son. I really love my son to death. But if I would have, well, no, because I can't even take that back. Because if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't push me the way that it does now. It doesn't push me to be more calm. I have more of a responsibility of things. But the only thing I would change would just be like, my actions to a lot of things, my demeanor, my entitlement. I was too entitled to everything. Like, I really felt like I owned anything I walked into. And it's like, that's not the attitude you're supposed to have as a woman. Like, it makes you look really ugly. Like, so. Wow. I'm really curious to to hear comments. You know what's wild? It's like, I didn't think I was going to get into this as much as I have lately. Mm -hmm. It's just, it fascinates me because you, you really have... I don't think it would be good if we only had one way of thinking in terms of, you know, not having women who are in the sex industry or not having women who are very tough. If all women were feminine, the whole beauty of it is that we have different perspectives and everyone can kind of choose what they want. People have to just, the, 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 the biggest factor is people have to be fucking honest with themselves. 
if you want a certain outcome, you have to do the things that are going to lead me to the outcome. But I try very hard to do the things day to day that are going to give me the end result that I want. And I think that's what people have to do, whether they're guys or girls, they have to be honest and say, okay, if I want to be this person or if I want this kind of relationship and I'm thinking this way or if I'm doing this thing, that probably won't get me there. And it's hard for some people to kind of like see in behind the clouds or, or in front of the clouds because there's so much shit that they've been fed. Right. You know? And I think that's a really good thing that Myron and Fresh are trying to push. And like there's a girl that I... I'm not going to like say any names, but like a girl that I that I worked with, she's another realtor, really awesome person, and she like really doesn't like them. Like really doesn't like them, you know? And uh, maybe she'll see this. Maybe she'll see this video and it'll bring her around to it. And ultimately, if it doesn't, that's fine. Like she's like very smart girl, good looking, single mom also, does well. She's a successful realtor. And uh, yeah, I just, I think it's more about the message. I think if Myron said it in this very sweet, gentle way. And I'm not saying he should, but I think if he did, women would be more accepting of it. I think the biggest component <clears throat> is that he's so blunt about it. But that's that's what makes it controversial. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's what's... It's definitely going to help the channel grow. It's what's gotten it to where it you is. You know, I, I don't feel like if I... If he was to change up his ways and be nice and concise with it, I don't think anybody would continue watching the show because it's like, ah, oh, Myron, you, you got soft. And it's like right, nobody... You watered yourself down. And nobody... I've seen his patience, you know? Like, I've seen that he's grown patience <clears throat> towards, you know, certain conversations and how he handled that, handles them. But no matter what, his famous quote, like how he says, if one plus one equals two... It's fucking two. If the sky is blue, it's fucking blue. Oh, 100%. I, I, this happens to me, like, I don't have a contra, I, I, I definitely have debates on my podcast, more on, like, the Israel-Palestine thing, I'm sure right. you haven't, I'm sure you haven't really taken a look at it, I don't know if, if you give any sort of shit about that anyway. I'm learning. You, you don't, you don't <laughs> have to, I'm, I'm not telling you to, but I am very strongly opinion, opinionated, I try to be understanding of people, but I know that, like, I know from time to time, there are people that I rub the wrong way, just right. because of, if something makes sense to me, and it's factual, I'm not going to sit there and start like explaining 10 different reasons as to why it makes sense. It's very clear. If you don't like it and you don't like me for speaking of uh, speaking something, speaking facts, sorry, buddy. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't really have an issue with that. And if somebody's not going to like me for it, that's fine. A lot of people feel the way they feel. They don't like the way how certain things sound, but it's all about the message. It's what they're trying to say by it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we've been in a society where it's just we're too sensitive, way too sensitive. It's crazy, right? Cancel culture. Anybody gets canceled for anything. You say one wrong thing with no mal intent, people would clip it, take it out of context, and then boom, wow, now you're right? viral. And I, f- I almost feel like it's more guys are doing it even more than women now. It's crazy. It's crazy how many guys you come in contact with that cannot take anything to heart that they don't like. Anything that sounds hurtful or insulting, they write it off. It's nuts. That's what we're creating. That's what we're creating. Crazy stuff, huh? It is what it is. It's it is the, it's, what it is. It's the world we live in, and that's just how it goes around, right? Mm-hmm. Well, are there any other things you wanted to uh, wanted to cover? 
Well, let me ask you some questions. I'm all ears. This doesn't, <laughs> by the way, it's funny. It doesn't happen so often. I like when people, when people <laughs> go ahead. What do you got for me? Um, let's see. Let's start off. How long have you been in Miami? Been in Miami for four years. Four years. Mm. You like it? It's awesome. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I first moved here, I made it my business not to move to Brickle, not to move or like to where all the parties are. Right. I know myself. <laughs> and I know that if it's if it's Tuesday and there's a bar on a slow Tuesday. <laughs> I just okay. know. I just know. And I was like, let me move to a place that's very Jewish, to a place that will have connections to a nice, well-off area. You know, like an affluent area where people are successful. And this way, I don't get. I don't have too many distractions. If I right. want to go to the party area, I actually have to push myself to go and travel there versus walking down the fucking street and 10 different bars are there. So I'm very, very happy that I made that decision. It was very good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. What got you into real estate? Real estate. So funny enough, I so as I don't know if the, we covered it on the panel. I don't think we did. I was in the Israeli military. So during my service, I met a, a friend of mine. And he started this loan company. And we were selling all kinds of loans, quite frankly, like high interest loans. Okay. Call it loan sharking, if you're, if you're familiar with that. So that's what we were doing. And I made great money doing it. At least, you know, there were months where I made really solid money. But it's not a good industry in terms of helping people. Like, you're really not helping people. You're finding people who are desperate and you're trying to give them loans at high interest. So, you know, I was younger and I was like, hey, you know, I want to make money. I wasn't really mature enough to understand that money is not the most important part of it. Money is the money is the side product. Of course, I want a lot of money, but I want to do something that a I enjoy B where I'm actually genuinely helping people where I feel full inside. And then as a byproduct, since I'm successful and knowledgeable and I'm helping people, they're going to refer me. They're going to tell other people about me and I'll make more money than I would have just doing something solely for the purpose of money. So learning that, going through that experience really taught me that. And then after, when COVID hit, we had a bunch of brokers under us. We had like this little boiler room. It was like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing. Okay. We just didn't have like a lot of the coke and everything. <laughs> just like without, without a lot of the, a lot, did you watch Wolf yes. of Wall Street? So like the quaaludes? Yeah. So like I wasn't crawling on the floor trying to like. <laughs> Going fucking, crazy. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I had some Irish coffees every now and then just to psych myself up for the cold calls, but once COVID hit and a lot of the brokers left, it was it's always a revolving door in sales. Very few people stick it out. Once it gets hard, people just leave and go and do whatever they got to do. Hmm. So when a lot of these brokers left, it was down to me, my buddy who owned it, and another friend of mine. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I sat down. I thought about it. I said, I want to stay in sales. I want to do a commission-based job, but I don't want to do this loan stuff anymore. So I started studying for my license, and I switched. That was what it was. I'm very happy I did. It was a great decision. My last one. How was being in the Israeli military? How was that experience? Definitely, that's its own podcast. That's its own <laughs> podcast for sure. Uh, but it was it was wild. It was a very very intense experience. Uh, definitely, there are times I miss it. Overall, I'm very I'm very happy to be in regular life again. But uh, the, the, aside from like the training and the experiences, the, the best part about it, because there were a lot of shitty days, there were a lot of really shitty parts of it. It's not this fun vacation because <laughs> they, 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 push these, they push these advertisements like in the U.S. Army where it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. So 
the key components were camaraderie, like you really learn the importance of having close people around you because they're responsible for protecting you. Right. You're responsible for them and they're responsible for you. So you really learn about these deep friendships. And you also learn the importance of the simple things of life. So even when you don't have much, you appreciate the simple things. Waking up in the morning and having all your senses, being able to eat, breathe, sleep, uh, you know, having all your limbs. You know, there's just right. so many simple things that people don't appreciate day to day. And and then the, the last thing I took out of it, which is actually the most important thing, is when you want to do something and your intuition's telling you to do it, if you know you're gonna, going to regret not doing it, you have to do it. You, you have an obligation to do it. Because the worst thing, this is a cliche thing, probably hear it all the time, but regret is the worst. It is. You know, and I drafted later than most, most people go at 18, 19. I went at 22. Hmm. You know, I was in school and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go. I was like, should I, shouldn't I? Maybe I'll die. I don't know if I want to do that, you know? And I was like, uh, no, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. And I went with my buddy at 22 and uh, I'm extremely happy I did. It was, a, it was a really awesome experience. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. That's real good. Thank you. What else you What else you got for me? If anything else. Well, you said this will be my last one. You said you missed certain things of the army. So what? I mean, of the military. What would be that? Honestly, I miss the the adrenaline. Hmm. So just doing different. Uh, you know, we we did some arrests, or we had to look for certain people. Uh, just the day to day of like knowing that at any moment something could happen to you. There was always that action. You know, we were in a very, very dangerous area. Right. So, you know, you, we could get blown up right now. Yeah, right, right. right. And there's like a weird, there's like a weird excitement that you have. You know, what like it is. Yeah, the, there's certain people. The the military is built for certain people. Like, certain if you're, if you have like a very intense mentality and you just kind of like to to experience the edge of certain things, then the military is going to be something that you can actually go and. You, at least you feel you're doing something right, right? To other people, maybe you're not. Right. But to the people that you're in the circle with, right? So you're with Israelis. Obviously, other people might think we're, we're terrible people because everyone has their perspective, like Russia and Ukraine, right? Some people are like supporting Russia. Some people are supporting Ukraine. So you're, you're able to take all of your... So for instance, if you have more of like an aggressive mind where you want to be on the forefront, you know, you have some people that are passive that wave the flag of the country in the background and go, oh, yeah... We support you, you know, go fight for us. We love you. And then there are the people that are like, no, I want to do it myself. You know what right. I mean? So that, that's always been my thing. Um, I mean, the day-to-day, you know, just uh, like people, people joke about certain neighborhoods in Florida, like Florida City, you know, or Opelika, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really scary. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what scary is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like they're just parts of the world that are a lot more dangerous, you know? So, yeah, that was, that, was, that was my experience. Definitely, to date, I would say probably the most impactful. Um, I'll definitely never get an adrenaline rush like that. I mean, maybe skydiving will give me a little bit probably of it. Probably a pinch. A little, a little bit of it. Uh-huh. But that's probably, that's probably the most I'm going to. Um, yeah. Hope that, I mean, I'm sure maybe you, you have, I can go into it more, but that's, Literally, that'll take ages to talk about. So. And that's your next podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to talk about it. I've actually had some people, some uh, some other Israelis that were in different units. I had one guy that was in the Israeli Navy SEALs. So we have we have our version of the Navy SEALs. Hmm. And that's one of one of the most elite units. 
So he was going into, I'm going to have him on again, but he was going into some of his experiences. And I mean, that unit is it's wild. Yeah. It's incredible what they, what they go through in training, the, the mental toughness they have, the efficiency. They're just the best of the best. And they're, that unit is one of the best units in the world, not just, not just Israel. So it's very, mm-hmm. impre- it's very impressive. So yes, thank you for coming. Thank you for I, having me. It was my pleasure, <clears throat> madame. Follow Pimp Daddy on her social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> She's so ICTV. Yes. Follow, follow her account. And it was really, it's really cool talking to you about this whole, this whole topic because I, so a goal for my podcast is a lot of these podcasts grow by having, say, like, a bunch of OnlyFans girls or current strippers or current sex workers and they like their entire content isn't about that and that's what helps the podcast blow up and the reason why I really wanted you to come is because when you were talking on the panel I realized that you had a certain way of thinking and you completely like shifted your way of thinking and I thought that was really awesome like I'm not really interested on having a girl who's on you know any of these porn sites for instance I'm sure she has a cool story, right? She's a human at the end of the day. I'm sure I can learn something from her. Right. But just, I know at a fundamental level, I'm going to disagree with like 98% of what she's saying. So, which is okay, which is fine. I don't mind disagreeing. It's just that I want to actually, and I, I, I don't even know if that's true. We probably would agree on more things than maybe I think we would. I feel I just, a lot of majority of sex workers really do agree with a lot of things with guys because... In a sense, sex workers are meant to please men. So you got to think about it. You have to understand understand men to a certain level. It's just, I believe the money blinds you into thinking, into being that independent of like away from men. You know, like it's mm. just, it's like a weird mind fuck these porn pee people, pee star people go through or like, you know, anything else. Like strippers, they it's entitlement because I could just get on a pole, I could dance, and then make my money and go home. I don't really have to deal with nobody. I don't, I don't, I don't have to fuck anybody. I don't want to fuck. Like, I do what I want. You know, it's that that actual. I do what I want mentality. It could either make make you or break you. And as a woman, it majority of the times it breaks you. Well, you're so. also dealing with a lot of the guys that you probably don't want to be dealing with because a lot of the guys that go to strip clubs, you're just like, all I want from you is your money. I want nothing to do with you. But even sir, I, with me, a lot of interactions, I've always had like silent interactions. <laughs> like, they'll throw me the money. You dance really good. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I go about my day. Like, it, it was never really no, I, I'm forced to sit here and talk to you because you're giving me money. No. Everybody's, I've, I've, I've had a good experience when I've made my bread. I really didn't have the weird experience that other women have had. You know, I've I got a couple weird stories, but it's not weird to the point that I feel like I'm devaluating myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a couple things people would do that. It's just like, ew, you would do that, like kissing a customer in the club or like in plain sight with everybody. It's like, why would you do that? Like you work here. It's a random guy. <laughs> like who does that? Right. So. I don't know. I, I feel like majority of them with. Some have a head on their shoulders. They they agree to the majority of this shit. They're in the position and they're in there because 10 out of 10, they don't want to be in there. I, I, I'll give you that. They're just there for the money. 
So it wasn't, if you take out the money, none of that shit matters. Yeah, it's just interesting to me. Because it's like, on one hand, guys, and, all, and me included, of course we have an interest for it, right? Like, we're men. So, of course, like, any guy who's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I hate women who, you know, work at strip clubs or do porn, like, that is the candy for every guy, pretty much. It's just that some guys choose to either watch it or not watch it or, or enjoy it or not enjoy it. But at, like, a fundamental level, like, women in that in, in those industries know that guys like it, and that's why they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. I, I hope appreciate you it. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you had a nice time. Fantabulous. Well, guys, again, make sure to follow her on She's So Icy. All right, give her give her a follow. Check out what what's your YouTube channel channel gonna She's be? She's So Icy TV. I'm branding that name. Oh, okay. So that's, you're making that okay. That's my whole little gotcha. brand. Let me know when you have it. I'll I'll follow you. <laughs> follow me again, Rafi the Realtor. For any of your real estate needs, I would be ecstatic to help you. It would be my absolute pleasure. And again, subscribe, like, and share. And that is that. That commences the end of the episode. Stay tuned for the next one.